0: Why something like that? Is there
1: a secret website? Website? What's up, world? This is your boy, Sway, from MTV News. Midweek game equals special midweek podcast. Game number seven, episode number nine of Knife Lion Lion Radio. Radio. My name is Jonah at Knifey Lion Radio, at The Burning Bison on Twitter, knifeylionradio.com. You know the drill. I am joined this week by a fan of first wave and third wave Ska and probably second wave Zach.
0: Hi, yeah, love the second wave. Too.
1: <laughs> Not joined this week by Nick from soccer and Zach's friend Chad because it's a random Thursday and some people have to work. For this truncated non-Monday edition of Knifey Lion Radio, we will recap the 3-2 thrashing of the Indy 11. I'll give you a quick watch, watch, mostly just because I still love hearing that sound effect. We'll deep dive into Alan Koch's strange new look. We'll talk about a salty Indy 11 player. We'll talk briefly about Guido, the ref who returns to Nippert this Saturday, and what your reaction to Guido says about you. The fan. First off though, for all you people out there, I'd like to clarify, I, nor anyone else for Nike Lion Radio, are Dat Dude's dog, okay? Appreciate what he's doing, respect what he's doing, but if you do run Dat Dude, that's hard to say, if you do run Dat Dude's dog's Reddit account, you have a free pass tied to your leash to enter the John Harts, okay? of wonders first up recap last night fcc goes to indy 11 none of us were there this week a lot of changes to the starting lineup because there's a game saturday three games in seven days got our first start from michael lahoud patty barrett with his first start Barrett. patty Barrett. gotta remember that with his first start the rest are people you know and love four three two one for all you formation junkies out there and i know you're listening Zach, what did you think of this brand spanking new starting lineup?
0: Maybe what we expected. I think we thought that Bart would get a start and LaHood and Welshman too because he sat the last two games, I think. Um, I guess the one surprise is I didn't expect to see Haber and Jimmy start, but yeah, I liked the starting 11.
1: First two minutes of the game, cross into the box towards Emery Welshman who gets held back, kicked in the face, possibly stabbed, and rightfully given a penalty kick. Kenny Walker gets a little bit of revenge and puts the penalty kick away to put FCC up one to nothing. But then in the 24th minute, it's proven that there is no God. Kenny has a pretty poor attempt at a back pass towards Spencer Richie, Leaves the ball to be intercepted by his assailant from week two, Jack -er McInerney, who after a good save from Richie buries his own rebound. Yeah, one, (laughs) I did
0: did make a note on that one. uh, Obviously... Huge fuck-up by Kenny, but the original save, Spencer Ritchie's best save so far, I think. Kenny Walker will be living
1: off that long-range bomb for the rest of his life,
0: and rightfully so. After that,
1: Indy started extra flailing, rolling around like a fish out of water. Diving, just being generally unlikable, Indy the 11 player Suni Saad, I'm sure I said that wrong, took a lovely dive in the box. Somehow earning himself a penalty kick, they buried that. But unfortunately for Sunni Saad, he would soon be sad. <laughs> right, folks? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. A perfect through ball from glory, glory boy. boy, Midwest, Messi, Corbin Bone to Jimmy McLaughlin. Took the ball, powered it across the keeper to the far post, tying the game at two.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, the dance was appalling, but... <laughs> you know, that's Jimmy for you. You know, I think the one drawback to Jimmy's game has always been his finishing. So anytime he puts one in, I'm happy for him and I hope it builds his confidence a little bit. Personally, I was feeling pretty confident and that confidence
1: was justified in the 54th minute. SEC wins the ball back and the new man, LaHood, passes it off to Corbin Bone, who perfectly places a ball in the corner for our third goal. The ball is in slow motion, but didn't matter. We go up 3-2. <laughs> That was the final score. Other stuff happened, but we are champions of the USL. The season is over.
0: Yeah, I liked how our announcers were like, oh, Corbin Bowen, he didn't go for power, went for placement. <laughs> I'm like, that motherfucker scuffed that shot. And you could tell by, I think he posted about it, like, oh, they all count, I guess. But yeah, but it was Blasted. still a great goal, and Lahoud was... Almost flawless the whole game. He was awesome.
1: Yeah, looking at the stats, Lahoud had 87% passing accuracy to Corbin Bones, 81%. Both were pretty solid the whole game. I'll give Corbin Bone my man, man of the, of the match. match. Daniel Haber, stats matching my eye test a little bit. Three duels won, seven duels lost. For me, Daniel Haber is going to be a super sub.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think his touch let him down. A handful of times in this game. It's funny, last time they played an Indy, we were on his dick pretty hard every time he'd bring a ball out of the air, but...
1: But overall, likes and dislikes, I mean, you gotta like that we're scoring goals now, and uh, two straight games with three goals, that could have easily been way more. It seems like we're clicking, and the fact that our quote-unquote B team will be an A team for 90% of the USL.
0: That was probably our best first half, so I'll put that in my likes. You know i don't think most games after the first half we're all like god damn what the fuck is going on and then we turn it around but we're pretty even keel across the whole game finally yeah this is probably the most confident i've been during a game
1: even when we went down to one it seemed like we were always going to get back in the game and usually
0: i'm fatalistic about things plus both of Indy's goals were gifts. That penalty, that's never a penalty for me.
1: Another like, of course, is the new guy, Lahoud, who fit right in. Seemed like he's been there forever. Obviously, he has a history with Corbin Bone, and they worked together on that goal. But he was definitely in the Richie Ryan role, where he just felt nice and safe whenever Lahoud was on the ball, and he knows the right place to be and the right pass to make.
0: Yeah, Richie Ryan can sort of... He can go unnoticed for the game, even when he's doing all the right things, but Lahoud... You definitely noticed him. He just, like, has an air of confidence about him, rightfully so.
1: Last like, I already called him man of the match, Corbin Bone. You know, he's on his uh, his tour around the city as people apologize. It seems to me he's uh, finally settling into this role pretty, pretty well and honoring the faith that our goateed coach has bestowed upon him. So kudos to you, Corbin Bone. Didn't like... Last a long bollocks to show his face every now and then, but I don't remember yelling at my TV at all, so I'll keep the list pretty minimal.
0: I was thinking about it after the game, how many times Welshman was fighting for headers, and it was way less. Benny Kroenig. And he had a lot of balls come into feet, and I thought he actually did really well with his back to goal, holding up the ball. Benny It's Kroenig. a shame he didn't get a goal last night. And yeah, the service into him was a lot better. Benny I would dislike if you want to add. Oh, I wrote please. this down, actually, because I noticed it last game, and then I was watching for it again this game. Spencer Ritchie, every time he kicks a goal kick or kicks it off the ground, he grabs his dick. And I always think like, oh shit, he pulled a groin. But I guess that's like just his thing. So Spencer, <laughs> if you're listening, I, stop grabbing your crotch because you give me a heart attack every time.
1: Spencer Ritchie. Guy with slick back hair would grab his crotch uncontrollably. Let's be real. So FCC in general, looks like we're on the upswing, scoring goals, unstoppable. We fear no one. One guy who did not seem to enjoy the entire spectacle, Indy 11 stalwart, an Indiana native, Brad Rusin Russin. Rusin. let's see if that's german because that might be a conflict of interest with some of our friends some of our fans Russian name origins folks i'm googling it now stay with me doesn't look german folks so hate away brad rusin after the game and after reading it i assumed he played in the game and i was like oh i just didn't notice but no he wasn't even in the game this is his tweet i can't you all, you all saw it i'm gonna read it anyways I can't accept, nor can I shake the hand of a group or person who dives and smiles. Another who dances twice after a goal to be seen. Seen by who? Your five fans in the crowd. Or another who taunts me in my face when that player is no one I've ever heard of. Haber. I'm guessing it was Haber. Not the (laughs) way you earn my respect and never Never. in my house. Because as we know, Lucas Oil is often referred to as the house that Rusin built zach what'd you think of our man and possible hashtag mega brad rusin's saltatious tweet
0: yeah when you texted that to us i could hardly believe it was real it is the saltiest thing i've ever seen (laughs) i mean jimmy scored a fantastic goal and he celebrated i don't care how many fucking times he danced who gives a shit plus you didn't play and your team was diving left and right milking every
1: injury yeah that was the part that bothered me the most i mean the jimmy dancing if he was a better dancer would it have bothered him as much yes probably but the fact that they had a blatant dive in the same game it just made him seem even more like a total bozo and then later he said love the banter from those randoms wow randoms you should see our plays bro dozens and dozens of plays that's how many listeners we got Thanks for coming, but I really don't care. Which It's kind of, to me, it's the classic, uh, I'm not even mad. I think it's funny that you think I'm mad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's got to be embarrassed. I'm sure the rest of his team has at least embarrassed for him.
1: Yeah, I unearthed some old tweets of his where he is celebrating the fact that somebody danced after a goal. Just be consistent, Brad Rusin. If there's one thing I want from you, Brad Rusin after all these years, is consistency, you know? And there's also some other good tweets of his if you just really want to get into it. He's just the kind of guy who you think he is.
0: Just keep scrolling down. You'll learn a few things, and you'll be like, ah, that's what he's all about. It all makes sense. What causes do you think Brad Rusin supports? What causes do you think he
1: doesn't support? You're probably right. You're officially (laughs) (laughs) in Jimmy McLaughlin's closet of the (laughs) alt-right.
0: Can we... (laughs) I don't know if we've made this clear enough that we really don't think Jimmy no. is
1: in the alt-right at all. Jimmy, it's all jokes. I like your Dennis the Menace haircut and I like the alt-right one. Just keep doing what you're doing. Dance like no one's watching. Or dance for everyone, just to spite Brad Rusin.
0: Yeah, Jesus Christ, just have a good time. Fuck this guy. Seriously, fuck this guy.
1: <laughs> I probably should reveal that Brad Rusin is our cousin. <laughs> so that makes this even sweeter.
0: Can I say one positive thing about Indie 11? I noticed this last game. Pasher, that guy is fucking awesome. If we are going to poach someone from Indy 11, we got to take that guy.
1: He also... He, he did didn't... have a misplaced pass in the, the game we went to, and I got to say, Pasher, you can't <laughs> even pass it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know, anyway, man. Go ahead. I just think he's good. <laughs> I think he's really good, and he didn't really do anything that bothered me, which keeps me thinking positive about him. But
1: the man who had been signing all the players—that was my brilliant segue to this week's catch watch. watch. So uh, I wasn't going to do a catch watch, regardless of the outcome, because you know, give him some leeway on a Wednesday game. I will say his seat is, uh, you know, firmly in the freezer at this moment. But Saturday, ATL two can't blow that one especially with our heavy hitters, so I'm willing to put you back over the fire. But right now, you're wearing a parka because things are frosty, Zach.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, but he's not wearing a parka. He's wearing a... (laughs) Well, I was going to get to that before we... we
1: need to talk about Katja's new look, which made sense on zero levels. He... (laughs) impressively grew a goatee like overnight
0: yeah within three days that's pretty good
1: <laughs> so he's must be like a twice a day shaver and then he's wearing a um you know you'd call it like a dickie style short sleeve button-up with like a non completely non-athletic shirt <laughs>
0: I don't know I just I remember Indy 11's coach was going fucking batshit insane about the penalty he's barking at Koch and then the camera shows Koch barking back and I'm like oh man Koch has got a fucking (laughs) goatee and a dickie shirt and he looks like he should be in stained and then you know you said he looks like El Jefe from no effects which that was true too
1: he looks like a lot of guys nobody you'd want to be compared to in 2018
0: yeah he just he normally looks so fucking sharp I just don't know what happened In the contradiction of the Indy 11 guy, it looked
1: like he almost had like a Fred Perry type uh, polo shirt on, looking very suave. And then, gosh, looks like he just fell into a maintenance closet and came out with a goatee and this Dwight from The Office shirt. It was very confusing, to say the least. I guess I respect it, whatever the hell he's doing. And I'd like to see more of it. What's he going to have on next week? Yeah, uh,
0: maybe some Jankos and a, uh, a Marilyn Manson t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Backwards Kangol. Well, before we forget, while we're talking about Koch's look, Zach, something was back with our man Haber. Did you notice? Yeah, of course I did.
0: The thick. Ronaldinho headband and it did not work
1: no i was thinking maybe after he blew that open goal which you know wasn't that bad but you know he did blow it maybe he thought he lost his mojo like when chandler had his third nipple removed and he was missing all the jokes you know a lot of friends out <laughs> friends fans out there in bailey country so maybe you thought the source of his power was the headband it was not he also seems to have lost his burbatov touch good on him so catch You're safe this week. You might be fired on Monday, though. I'm watching you. Just kidding. So quickly, this Saturday, looking ahead, playing ATL 2 and... The ref assignments were released, and our man Guido from that Rochester game last year that turned into a fucking bloodbath in every way possible is back, if you forgot for some reason. FCC got eight cards total, um, called for a non-existent handball penalty. GB got red-carded after two yells in the first half. Our backup keeper got red-carded from the bench. And uh, fans, rightfully, you know, were pretty pissed off, and then online, you know, people as they do, took it too far. It just made me think that when shit goes totally wrong with FCC uh, or things around FCC, it kind of brings to light, shines a light on the people that you um, don't want to be associated with. And unfortunately, I'm afraid this is going to bring some of that back up again because as we've seen on the cesspool that i know that i love that you love too that's the bailey facebook page people are already gearing up like hey get ready to unleash your verbal abuse and if you're already calling it verbal abuse you're off to a bad start
0: yeah i think uh one thing i'm not usually like the voice of reason but (laughs) one thing to remember is like the guy had a bad day on the job which everyone has fucked up at work before and when you fuck up at work no one posts your personal facebook for thousands of people to see or like spits abuse at you or anything like that so i would just say go into the game fucking chill out and i think also like when refs come in to nippert they probably have the instructions you know don't let the crowd overwhelm you don't let it influence you and i think sometimes they do go in the opposite direction to make sure. It's like when someone's dad is the coach, they're harder on their son. And I think it's like that, where they don't want to give off the impression that they're folding under the pressure of 25,000 people, maybe, and they go too far the other way. Also, his assistants were guilty of some of those cards, too. So it's not all on him. All I would say is, yeah, he had a terrible game. We all know he had a fucking terrible game, but just fucking chill. He's just a guy.
1: Yeah, he may be a bad ref. You know, that's quite possible. He's not a good ref. But um, if you go in ready to just fucking unload you're gonna find something to be pissed about and you're just gonna ruin the game for you from the start so if you're going in there just so stoked on your verbal abuse then you're a loser probably but uh i'm not saying don't make a hilarious guido tifo or something but if you're just like so stoked just to scream and cuss at this dude, then I get that you're a real football fan, and yeah, and we're, we're posers.
0: Yeah, and that's what <laughs> that's what keeps getting said. You know, look how they act in Europe and this and this. I'm like, the rest in Europe, one, that's a career. Two, there is millions of dollars at stake in these games. Like, we're in the fucking Division Two. We're not gonna get Division Two in the U.S. We're not gonna get cream of the crop. Yeah, all I would say is just just chill out. Don't be on the attack from.
1: Yeah, he seemed get-go. to be indiscriminately giving out yellow cards to every team. So, whatever. But um, hopefully, that's not an issue because I know you know. Although I'm sure I'll be the first one screaming, and losing my voice. But Zach, before we go, do you have any chance you want to spit out just to tide people over <laughs> to the to the to the normal Monday podcast?
0: No, I'm still working on my opus, which is not ready, and I'm not don't want to waste it on a Thursday pod. WKRP in Cincinnati
1: I guess there's no way to Oh my So yeah the assignment I gave myself After I just nailed doing uh, The Beatles Revolver Was another British band Oasis, what's the story Morning Glory I want to do every song on that Obviously I mean half the songs are kind of trash So I didn't get very far But I did Do a little bit for Roll With It I don't know if you're familiar with that It was the original single off that and it was dedicated to Richie Ryan. He's a holding mid, he's a number six, but he can play any place. Won't well, let anybody get in his way, and it's all too much for them today. take. You
0: gotta roll with it, you gotta take it some, you gotta say what you say. Don't let anybody get in your way. This is all too much.
1: Thank you. you. That was it. <laughs> That's all I got. But we'll have a full cast of characters for the Monday podcast and hopefully another sweet three points to talk about.
0: See you so, in 124. Come find me. Don't find me. <laughs> row 17. Don't find me.
1: 122. Bougie section. They won't even let you in. Zach, final thoughts on the game?
0: Yeah, it was my. I think it was my favorite game of the season so far. Yeah, if we could get a
1: game like that at home, I'm sure the... Crowd will take a collective Carl Lindner blue pill of excitement. See you Monday. Rise Rise again!